I'm Noah Walsh and here is the news on DCUFM. In Afghanistan, two judges of the Supreme Court have been shot dead. The shooting took place in the capital of Afghanistan, Kabul, on Sunday, where two women were killed en route to their office and uh, were shot while in their car. The driver was also wounded. This incident uh, follows multiple killings that have happened during the recent peace talks between uh, the government in Afghanistan and the Taliban. It is unknown as to who is responsible for their death. A shop employee in Sligo has been attacked by a woman uh, who was asked to wear a face mask and refused to do so. On Saturday evening, after a woman was asked by a shopkeeper to wear a face mask in the shop as she was not doing so when she entered, uh, she proceeded to leave the shop but later returned and assaulted the employee. The victim was later taken to Sligo University Hospital and does not uh, have any life-threatening injuries. The woman who attacked her admitted to the assault and will appear in court on Thursday. Placements of over 2,000 student nurses and midwives have been cancelled. A number of student nurses and midwives have received news of cancellation uh, of their placements. Uh, this decision was made to give their training supervisors roles uh, on the front line as a result of the health service being under growing amounts of pressure as of late. First to third year students uh, will be will uh, be affected by this halt in placements. Beloved music producer and uh, rapper Dr. Dre is home uh, from hospital after being in ICU since the beginning of January. He suffered a brain aneurysm two weeks ago and has been released from ICU. He is said to be recovering well uh, at home and looks to be getting better. And finally in sport, Manchester United and Liverpool went head to head Sunday night in a game that ended in a nil-all draw, keeping United at the top of the table, two points ahead of Manchester City and Leicester City in third and uh, in second and third place. Uh, Liverpool in fourth, three points behind first place, Man United. And in the NBA, James Harden looks to be... James Harden's been traded to the Brooklyn Nets from the Houston Rockets in arguably the biggest trade of the season. He made his debut on Saturday against the Orlando Magic and made a fantastic impression, achieving his first triple-double uh, and helping the Nets to victory with the with the game ending 122-115 points to the Nets. Um, thanks so much for that, Niall. So welcome everyone to DCUFM's Newswire, where we will look at the top news stories of the week. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at DCU Newswire and let us know your thoughts on the news of the day. Now, for our first story, we are going to go over to Sarah. Coom Hospital has distributed excess vaccines to non-hospital staff. Dublin's Coom Hospital received guidance from the HSC on the 12th of January outlining what to do if there were excess vaccines that may expire. This was four days after the events on January 8th, where 16 family members of the Coom's staff were given the vaccine. Of the 16 family family members of staff at the Coombe Hospital, nine were over 70 and the remaining seven were of various ages. The master of the Coombe Women and Infants has stated in response that the decision to use the excess doses for family members was to ensure no vaccine was wasted. Earlier today, Sinn Féin's health spokesperson David Cullinan said while there is investigation being done into the role of the Coombe's hospital management, there are equally questions that need response from the HSE because the lack of advice before the 8th of January in relation to excess doses and the protocol in that case. 
So, um, yeah, some points to discuss. Do you think it's unfair for relatives of the healthcare workers to receive vaccines or is it more important that they do not go to waste? What would be your opinion? I, I don't think they did anything wrong, to be honest. Like, it, I don't think it was a case of they chose to make to give them to the relatives of the nurses or doctors or whoever had already done it. I think it was a matter of it was just the quickest thing to do. I not I don't think that's the way they run it anyway, but I think even to get a vaccine, you have to run a normal blood test to make sure you have clean blood and stuff. I, I'd imagine that their family members will already have had that done, so it's probably the quickest way of just getting rid of them because there'd be chaos if they hadn't given them out and people would be whining that we had excess vaccines. So I think it was the best of a bad situation, to be honest. Yeah, I'd completely agree with Jack there. Um, there was even a case in England where um, someone hadn't shown up for an appointment and it was on Twitter basically that um, a passerby on the street was literally said, come on in because the um, vaccine would expire so quickly. So I think it would be a massive, massive news story if it was vaccines discarded in Coombe Hospital. Like that would be far worse. Um, but as always, if you're... Um, at risk or you're an elderly person you can understand the frustration of someone wondering well where am I going to get on this list but um yeah no completely agree with Jack there yeah I I agree with you guys too like I think obviously it's important for them to not go to waste more than it is than somebody gets it but at the same time like I, I don't think it's their fault I think it's more on the HSE that basically the guidance that they gave them was that there should be like a immediate list that if there's excess vaccines that other frontline healthcare workers can come in and get it even like just they have to be readily available and they have to know that they're on a list for it um but that's not the fault of the hospitals if anything i think the hospitals yeah again could like couldn't have done anything more um so yeah there's other points to discuss um just about pubs that have offered their premises to help out in the rollout of the vaccines what do you think about that I'd say it's a it's a very noble and generous thing for pubs to do, considering the way they've been treated this whole year. For them to turn around and say, "Fair enough, you can use the pubs for the greater good." I genuinely think, even if it's even if it's something small, a teen, a tiny bit of compensation, of all people to turn around and say, "You can use our buildings." I didn't expect pubs to be the ones, considering the way they've been treated. Things like schools, which are currently closed, are on the list. There, community halls were an option, but pubs are the one to turn around first and say, "You can use us." I think it's a massive show of solidarity. Um, yeah, I think pubs have always been heart of the community and, um, you know, like a real staple of rural communities in Ireland. So I think it's a big move for them to say we are here, we are still here and we want to help in any way we can in getting the vaccines rolled out as quickly as possible. If anything, though, um, they really also put the pressure back on the HSE to say well, we're supporting you, but at the same time, this process does need to be quick and it needs to be efficient. Um, but personally, I'd love to get my vaccine in the local pub. Um, I think it would be a real sign that we all need to go back to the pubs and support them. And I think it was a really good move that shows that they actually do care about the health of their customers and the health of the nation. So I, I love this story anyway. Yeah, I completely agree with both of you. I think um, since they haven't been able to do, they, they haven't been given anything, they haven't been given any chance this year. I think if they could do a chance to do something so good like that, everybody would appreciate it. But yeah. Yeah, we'll pass over to Jack. Uh, I'll be going through uh, the new restrictions that have been put in place on the sale of alcohol. Uh, supermarkets and other retailers will no longer be allowed to offer bulk price deals on alcohol and be barred from including alcoholic drinks in with other deals such as a ready meal and a bottle of wine combination. Gone are the days of multi-pack deals on wine or cans 
Alcohol can now only be sold at for a set price which is determined by the wholesaler or the price must be raised if a retailer desires. For example, an 8-pack of Heineken can only be sold for €10 Euro as determined by Heineken themselves. A shop cannot lower this price uh, for specials or deals. Health Minister Stephen Donnelly has said, This is further progress towards our objective of reducing harmful drinking and the health harms of alcohol consumption in our country. It is not yet clear whether this will be a permanent decision. It is only on a trial basis currently. Uh, I'll throw a few questions out to you. Um, do you think this is fair for uh, the consumer or for any shops trying to sell alcohol? Um, personally, for me, I think it's pretty pointless. I was having this discussion with my family, the fact that they can just lower the price of the individual cans and it's the same thing. Do you know, do you know what I mean? In, in the way of calculating it, it's, it's not actually going to make that significant of a difference. I don't think, personally, I think people still go to the shop and buy their drink and they can get it at a reduced price if it's by the individual and not like a a pack if that makes sense but like I think it's nice that they are trying to do something as in like you know there is obviously um like that that's a like a prevalent problem harmful harmful drinking is a prevalent problem in Ireland um so anything to combat that in a way is good but I think they could have done something a lot more efficient than that that makes sense what do you think Roisin? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I feel if you're going into a shop and you're going to buy eight cans, I don't think it matters how much those eight cans are once it's in your head that you're going to buy eight cans. Um, I do think it's very like irregular that someone would go in and be like, oh, um, I was only going to buy one can, but now I will buy eight. You know, like it really is hard to know sometimes. But um, also like I kind of wonder, like there's also this thinking now that like, off licenses are directly associated with house parties and stuff when in reality there are a lot of people who instead of being able to go to the pub or go to the club with their friends that they are just drinking at home and really like the off licenses probably have never been busier um so you kind of wonder about the timing of it all together yeah i was going to touch on that it seems very suspicious the timing they've been, the government have public publicly come out and said this is in not remotely any way related to COVID-19 it's purely something they had in the works but it seems oddly suspicious of all of a sudden now for them to say you're not allowed by however much you want you have to pay a more expensive price all of a sudden it's it's not like a tax but it's more of like a hindrance to people yeah no I completely agree with you there Jack like um it just seems like um, there was all this talk of closing the off licenses to adhere to new, like stricter lockdown restrictions. But it does seem um, very oddly suspicious because like it's clear we do have um, a bad, poor relationship with alcohol in this country. But now more than ever, people are isolated and it really is a difficult time to bring in um, restrictions like this, I think. Um, so I'm just going to go on to my own story for today. Basically, we're always going back to the infamous leave insert. It's been uh, a topic since the beginning of the pandemic and it probably will be until we get to June. So students across the country are currently calling for the cancellation of this year's leaving cert. Now, six year students were due to spend three days in the classroom each week alongside their remote learning. But this decision was quickly overturned. Parents and students alike are now asking for an end to the uncertainty and just a move towards the continuous assessment that we saw last year. Um, so we remember that the exams were cancelled in the end after a great deal of uncertainty um, last summer. But did last summer's approach work or did it just create more problems? What do you think? 
uh, to be, uh, I have a bit of, I have a strong opinion on this one here. Uh, the, 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 the idea of last year's approach was sound. The execution of it though was ter- atrocious. In theory, on paper, you can see how it would work, but it was standardized towards, uh, people who are more disadvantaged. It wasn't at all a level playing field. I understand you need to have a bell curve and it has to be a level of standardization, but this was off the charts. They were pulling data where it didn't exist. It came out um, a month afterwards that there was a gigantic coding error and multiple results were wrong. It was rushed. It wasn't done properly. And if they're thinking they can just pick up the same system and do it again, that's not going to work. They can do predicted grades again. I think that's definitely the answer, but a whole new system, a whole new company to run it. Because if they run it the same way as last year, it will be a train wreck. I just think that after everything that went wrong last year with, with it, and how disappointed people were in the end because of all the mistakes and errors. I think that if anything, they could have just taken what had happened last year and just corrected all their mistakes. But instead now what they've actually done is made it worse. Like the fact that Kate, like my, my little brother is like, he's in sixth year and he has absolutely no idea what's going to happen for him and Joan. He has absolutely no idea whether he's going to be doing exams, whether this is all counting towards his predicted grade if they could have just taken it, let's realistically look at it. I don't personally think that the exams are going to be able to go ahead. So why not give the Leaving Cert students some kind of certainty so that they can work toward their continuous assessment in order to get a nice predicted grades for the college course that they're after? I just think, honestly, it's just the back way of doing it and that they should have just taken the mistakes of last year and um, and corrected it. But it just seems that that's been the complete opposite approach. Yeah, I'd completely agree with you there, Sarah. And um, basically, I think a big issue is if the leave insert is cancelled this year, it shows that there is an alternative approach to the traditional leave insert, and it really would signal the end of the traditional leave insert. And this has been a debate that has been going on since the leave insert began. Because everyone has to leave insert not nightmares. There is controversy after controversy every single year. But if we do move towards um, a current assessment that works and a grading system that works, it really would say, well, there is no need to return to leave insert after the pandemic has ended. But you see with um, Minister Foley and other members of the Department of Education, there is this glorification nearly of the leaving cert system that it is a system that works when in reality I think most members of the public would like to see it scrapped and so that would bring us then to another controversial point which would be have university students been forgotten about once again in these debates and universities all over the country were doing the Christmas exams over the last few weeks And there does seem to be quite a disconnect between different universities, how things are graded, whether you can sit a repeat exam without any repercussions. Um, Do you feel that in these talks, in the speeches, in the discussions that university students have been forgotten about? I would say yes, they have been forgotten about, but I would also agree that it's not the most pressing issue. I have a lot of faith in most um, colleges and their administration organization that they can run it correctly. The thing is with a college, they've had already a previous stab at this online learning. They've had it from well before the dawn of the first leaving. So that was continued assessment. They've got experience now to at least run this somewhat well. 
I think um, colleges and the administration are somewhat uh, competent enough to run it properly. Even if that differs, that'll always differ with every college with how they decide to run exams. At the end of the day, it is either done in-house or externally. There's not as much that the government can control. Whereas something with the Leaving Cert, the school has virtually no power in how it's run. They just have to do as they're told. I think um, colleges get a lot more kind of freedom in how they choose to run things. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with Jack there. Um, as in the way that it's being run is quite well and in comparison to the way that kind of schools have just had to set up now for leaving six students and the rest of the years is obviously not the same system as we have and it's obviously more advanced but at the same time I think that I think that um, our, our university students have been kind of forgotten about as in the fact that we're doing all this online work but for a lot of people the the grading for university students has been changed as in let's say for example this year for me would have been worth something before when it wasn't online learning but now that it is online learning it's not going toward my final grade in my degree so that's obviously kind of disheartening but at the same time it's it's all a part of learning like I know that everything I'm learning in second year is obviously valuable to me in third year where I am going to be it's all going to be going toward my grade but at the same time I just kind of think nothing's really been said um, there could be a bit more support but at the same time I think we are in a lucky position um, and honestly I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to be in Leave and Cert's position right now. Yeah that's an absolutely valid point and Leave and Cert has always been a really pressing issue and um, so I think that's what it from us tonight thanks so much to everyone for tuning in and as always keep in touch with us on our social media platforms thanks to Jack and to Sarah and we'll see you all again next Monday take care.